Joining me today is Natalie Boyle, Chairman and CEO of Mommies in Need. It's a nonprofit organization that helps women and families have childcare so they can have appointments for health care. I hope you are prepared to be inspired, to be moved, and to help. So please join me in welcoming Natalie to the show. Well, Natalie, so excited because I have, quite frankly, I've heard a lot about what you do from Darlene. So Darlene is just one of our, my favorite people and she's just so wonderful. Fabulous. Yeah, we love Don't her. Don't you wish she had that much energy? Oh my gosh. She does oh so much and it's she has so amazing. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So what I'm going to do, I just want to talk a little bit about, you know, what Mommies in Need is, how you got started and really I kind of just want to know why, the why behind you really, you know, because this is something when I read about your, on your website about what you guys do, I was like, wow, that's, that's great. I never really thought about that need yeah. and it makes perfect sense now that I read your mission and why you do it. But I just want to know why, why you and what happened. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so just to start off with, it is a very personal thing for me. Um, mm -hmm. When you ask about the why, uh, I had 18 month old twins when I went through a series of health challenges, including a cancer diagnosis. Um, so I was a stay at home mom who mm -hmm. was basically too disabled to take care of my kids for almost two years. Wow. And so living through that, um, and I had every resource in the whole world available to me. My family's family lived in town. Um, I had, you know, my sister and my in-laws came down and, and we had the money to hire a nanny when we needed one. Yeah, so you, had that, the, you had the resources that you needed, right? I did. And so yeah. I had what I needed, but I started thinking about like, my gosh, somebody that just moved here and doesn't have a social network and doesn't have that, the financial ability to pay for this, like what are women doing? Uh, and so then what really happened is that um, a good friend of mine named Annie, uh, mm -hmm. she got diagnosed with colon cancer and she had a two and a four-year-old at home. And she called me and I was just going into her hospital room to kind of visit her and chat with her. And right. she said to me, well, I guess I'll just get a friend to watch my kids on chemo days and I'll just do it myself the rest of the time. And having just gone through that and knowing how, how awful and impossible a situation was, I was like, I don't want her to do that. I mean, I don't want anybody to have to do that. Right. right. And so, um, I always like to joke that I accidentally started a nonprofit, um, <laughs> because essentially in that hospital room, I just said, you know what, Annie, um, I'm going to send my nanny to you and I don't need her anymore. So I was better at just right. barely. And I didn't need her anymore. And so I said, why don't I send my nanny to you? And she said, well, I can't afford that. And I said, that's okay. We'll get our church friends to pitch in or our mom's group to pitch in. And what started happening is, first of all, the money came in very quickly. Um, mm -hmm. And so we could see that people were willing to help others in this situation. Right. The second thing is I started just getting request after request after a request for how do I do this for my friend or neighbor or whoever I know that's going through something, a medical crisis. Right. Uh, and that's, yeah, that's, that's really how we started. And wow. obviously the why as well. That, you know, what I love about that, it started as a personal friend, right? And you didn't want that person to have to go through that. But it's amazing when you said you accidentally found a nonprofit organization. I think that happens to a lot of people, quite frankly. They have a personal situation that happens and it can turn into something where you may not even known there was a need. So I think that's amazing. When I was on the website and I've talked to some people who've been involved with it, I think the biggest thing is that I love the part about it's affordable, but it's caring, good child care. You don't have to worry when you're going through your appointments or whatever you need to do that your child is safe. 
and they have a safe place, right? Yeah, exactly. And so for, um, again, the way we do things a lot comes from my experience. Um, mm -hmm. Because we couldn't hire a full-time nanny, we had a bunch of different people just filling in the holes when I, we needed them. And I, you know, I remember thinking if I have to show one more person where my sippy cups go, I'm going to absolutely lose my mind. Right. Like that's just one more level of stress. Your kids having to be with different people every day. It's really, it's not good for the kids. And so one of the things that we committed to is as much as possible, you know, sometimes it's just not possible. We send the same nanny to the same family for the whole duration of their contract. I think that is amazing. I think it's like, to your point, it's not just for you and what you have to show, but your kids as well, right? Who they're used to seeing, especially younger children as well, that they get to see that. And if their mom is going through or their family members going through a health crisis, they may feel a little uneasy. So that helps that impact yeah. of them and what else they can have going on in their life. Tell me about what services all you offer at Mommies in Need. Yeah. So the first service is what I just described, which is the in-home program. So right. we have nannies that are employees of the company. They're all specially trained and we send them into client family homes. The way that you have to qualify for that is you really have to be completely disabled. So sometimes that's a mom on bed rest, someone who's in the hospital, someone who's had a car accident and broken a bunch of limbs and cannot physically take care of the children. And right. they need that full-time care. And okay. so with that, we'll send a nanny into the client family home 40 hours a week for up to six months at no cost to the family. So all the services wow. we provide are subsidized by the community. It's individuals, foundations, corporations that put in money. So we're able to provide this care to the families free of cost. And then what happened is, you know, everything that we've done to grow has really happened very organically. And so as, just as I kind of started it to help my one friend, about four years into providing this service, um, so we, start, we started in 2014. And about four years in, we started realizing that number one, this full-time care is not right for everyone. Some people don't need that full-time care. They just need care so they can go to their once a month scan or treatment. And number two, it's a very high cost to serve model. So for scaling it, it's a very hard one to scale just because it's so resource intensive. And so the third piece we discovered is that we had to say no to families for oh. really heartbreaking reasons. Right. And it was like, we had to say no because one family, they didn't have stable housing. They were moving from friend's house to friend's house to hotel. We can't obviously serve in that situation. Family has any kind of custody situation or CPS or any of those kinds of things we couldn't serve. And then just the safety of our nannies. If it's just not a place that's going to be safe for our nannies, we can't send them in there. And so you know, it really broke my heart that we couldn't serve some of those people that probably needed it the very most. Right. And so that's when I got introduced. Our board chair at the time, Deanna Centurion, she introduced me to Dr. Kavita Bhavan over uh -huh. at Parkland, and she's the chief innovations officer. And we just started talking. We had this great lunch and said, well, what if there was a daycare center, a child care center at the hospital? What would that do for patients? And about two years of negotiating and figuring things out, we opened Annie's Place. And we named it after my friend, the very first mom we ever helped. And who unfortunately, she had a recurrence of her cancer and she passed away right about the time that we were announcing this new program. And so it kind of, we just worked, talked to her family and we decided we wanted to name it after her as a, both a reminder to us of where we came from and also a way of honoring her and her family. And so that's a wonderful legacy that her children will know that as well. Right? Yeah, it makes yeah. me really happy. We were able yeah. To do that. yeah, that's great. 
And then, so Annie's place, we opened in November of 2020, which oh. was crazy. But, is that crazy? <laughs> huh, yeah, it was so funny. She has this great story about when she called licensing to say, hey, can we get an inspection? Because we want to open a childcare center. They were like, what? We're only closing <laughs> childcare centers. We're not opening them. Are you exactly. like, what are you doing? <laughs> but, you know, we the building was ready and we knew that the people who were going to use it then really needed the help, right? Because right. they were not letting non-essential medical appointments go on. But people on dialysis still had to get their dialysis. People at bullying cancer treatment still had to get their radiation. So we had a very, very low enrollment. We spaced everybody out and, you know, it was like two kids per giant room. But yeah, that's, that's how we opened. And then we started learning some things along the way as well. For example, we started off and it was really about providing childcare for parents going through a health crisis. Mm-hmm. But what we started discovering is that it's not just the parents, it's the grandparents and the foster parents and the friend who watches the kids all the time, but now is they're sick. Right. No, I think that's interesting because it's not just the mom necessarily, or it could be anyone who's watching the children. That's growth of that need, right? Yep. And then the other thing that happened is about four months into being open, we got a call from the NICU at Parkland and they said their parent visitation rates had dropped by 40% because no kids were allowed in the building anymore. Oh. So they, they could no longer have sibling visitations. So a mom couldn't come with her other kids to go sit with baby in the NICU. And so they said, could our moms use your center for the NICU? Oh, of course, absolutely. We want to do that. Right. And then the other thing that two more things is the first is we start off with just talking about a health crisis, but we started to realize with this population at Parkland, which the people don't know, Parkland is the social safety net hospital of Dallas County. And so a lot of the people that go there are really in the very, very low income. And so we recognized that there were some different challenges that they faced. And one of them was if we wait till they're in a crisis, they're in a much worse crisis than people who have a little bit more money and are able to kind of keep on top of their health. And right. so we opened it up for preventative appointments because if you can make it to your mammogram, then you might get diagnosed at a stage one instead of a stage four, right? Exactly. And so that kind of became a part of it. And the other piece that came up really because of COVID is that we started offering backup care for our first responders. So for the hospital staff, we got a call from a clinic one day and they're like, if this nurse doesn't show up, we're going to have to shut the whole clinic down because that's how low they were on staff. And she couldn't come because she didn't have childcare. And so we're like, bring them on over. We'll, we'll deal with it. <laughs> yeah. And so that all kind of led us into this place of going, okay, because you know what you don't want is mission creep. You don't want to do something that's outside your mission. But we really felt that all of these things were inside of our mission. Uh Um, And so we came to a place where we came up with a new statement, which is caring for kids so families can access healthcare. Uh So anywhere where healthcare and childcare meet, that's what we want to be. And so for the providers that use the childcare, if our providers aren't there, then the patients can't get treatment, right? And so, and then the hospital shuts down. So it kind of all works together. You know, at Annie's Place, it's a drop-in center. It is a licensed childcare center. Parents, we recommend that they register and make appointments ahead of time. But if somebody comes in through the ER or something like that, we are able to accommodate emergencies. And it's open every day, 7 a.m. to 6 p.m. And it's, again, free of cost to our families. So it's been pretty great to see. We've done more than 5,000 medical appointments so far. Wow. Which, yeah, is a lot, especially during our first year, we were on very limited enrollment because of the safety. I think it's interesting when I hear your enthusiasm about probably get you up in the morning about what all the need is. Somewhat can probably be a little overwhelming about what the need is, right? But that, you know, things that people don't think about, 
you go to the emergency room, you got your children with you. What do you do with them when they're there? I mean, that's something I never really thought about and great attribute, especially for those who may be is more vulnerable income wise that need that help when something like that happens. So, wow. And, and the just innovative ideas of what people go through and what the need is out there. So I have to have a question for you, Natalie. If you could dream about unlimited resources, right? What would you do more of? I mean, honestly, we want to open more locations of Annie's Place because we see so much need in the community. And particularly, you know, some of the families that apply to try to use the care are so far away, they can't use it. And so for us, the big dream is really, you know, getting this to as many hospitals as we can and starting to provide that, you know, because I do a lot of talking about social determinants of health and, you know, that's a big buzz topic, but they generally talk about food and housing and transportation. People don't talk about childcare as a social determinant of health, but it is. Parkland did a study, right, when they were kind of evaluating, like, did it make sense to work with us on this? And when they limited, I think it was like 500 women to women of reproductive age, it was the number one reason that people missed appointments. Above really? everything else that they thought childcare was the number one reason. Wow. Um, and, and so that really kind of started compelling us to go, this needs to be looked at as one of those social determinants. And you were, you were talking about, well, you know, there's so many issues and how could you ever, we kind of stumbled on one that is solvable. Like yeah. if there was a childcare center at every hospital, then no one would ever have to not go get their medical care because they didn't have childcare. Like, right. so it's, it's that piece of, we feel very strongly that we do want to bring this to other places. We are in fact in conversation with multiple other locations. That's, that's a big awesome. part. Yeah. So we're super excited. And that's the big dream is really for this to spread and for other people to be able to get this kind of service and talking about, you mentioned earlier, I'm just circling back about the quality of service. Right. And that's something that is absolutely vital to us. We pour into our employees we promote from within, but we also put them all through a ton of training. Every right. single employee is trained in trauma-informed care, play therapy. And we actually have a play therapy program where we have a full-time play therapist on staff and she can do one-on-one -on -one ongoing sessions with children that are maybe mm -hmm. having a tough time with their parent being sick. She can do crisis interventions. So sometimes when we come into the child's care, it's not the same any day, right? right. It's different kids, they're in and out. About 70% of the families that use our services have never gone to any form of child care other than a relative, right? right? So there's a lot of big feelings. And on top of that, you know, their guardian is probably very sick. Mm -hmm. And so with that, we went up hiring a play therapist, creating this play therapy program. They're surrounded by the support that they need in order mm -hmm. to get, get through all of this. I saw that on your website that you had that person on staff. And I think that's amazing. I think that's the differentiator is a lot of those kids have never stayed with any other than um, aunt, uncle, or both close family friends, someone they're familiar with. And so to have that is probably a, a big challenge for them up front and it's depending on the age as well. Yeah. So you said a lot about where you want to go. So I want to help you, Natalie. Okay, great. I, I love it. How can more of us help your organization and your team grow? Yeah, absolutely. So not to be crass, but the first thing is we welcome donations. Um, we are growing fast. And for us, that's how we run is from individuals. The other piece that I'd really encourage is we've started a great corporate partnerships program. So if there are corporations out there that are looking for what their cause is going to be, we would love for you to consider us. Or if you work someplace and you're like, maybe I could bring this to my, you know, if they have a charity committee or those kinds of things. The other piece is we have a lot of volunteer opportunities. If that's the way people want to help 
help. We have ongoing volunteers. We have volunteers that just come in to be a mystery reader, or if you have a skill, like a, you play guitar and you want to do a little music class, yeah. we have those kind of opportunities. And then four times a year, we have kind of a big event for our families. And so we, those are kind of sponsorship opportunities. So if mm-hmm. a company wanted to do, send 20 employees to do a volunteer day, the next one coming up is we have a, a company that's helping us do a trunk or treat in our back parking lot. So yeah. things like that. And then the other piece is the awareness. We're eight years old, but we're still pretty new. And a lot of people don't even know that this help exists. And so I would say is to direct people to the Mommies in Need website, which is, Uh it's just (laughs) mommiesinneed.org. And that really gives you a list of kind of all the volunteer opportunities we have, as well as some of the ways that can help by buying supplies for us, or uh, that's where you can go to look at our corporate partners program. So yeah, so there's a lot that people can do. And I would just say, if people are interested in participating and helping, please send us an email. You'll see if you just go to the website, there'll be a click here to send. And we'd love to try to connect you, you know, into the program because we do thrive on the people that support us. And if you're at a hospital that you're just desperate for this to be, please again, reach out because we are opening conversations with a lot of different hospitals and know that that's what we want is to branch out as much as we can. Well, I got to tell you, Natalie, you inspire me and I hope our audience and our teammates that work here, as well as others who will listen to this podcast, just about what a culture of caring you have uh, with your own podcast as well, but the way you care for others in a true loving heart, which I think when you continue to do that, good things happen. And one of the things you said really touched in my heart the most is this is solvable. This is something that we can solve for because sometimes things seem so insurmountable that people don't know exactly what to do with that, right? But this is solvable. This is something we can do, whatever that time looks like. So congratulations. And I just want to thank you for your heart and your team's heart for caring for others, because really, I never really knew That was probably the number one reason why people don't go get, take their appointments, do the things that they need to do, take care of others. So I love that mission statement behind that. And we wish you guys the best of luck and we will be with you all the way, rooting you, cheering you on and helping any way we can. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. And thanks for having me on. And yeah, if anyone wants to check out our podcast, it's Culture of Caring and it's everywhere on all the platforms and the places you listen. So great. Well, we look forward to listening to your podcast as well. Thanks for being on the show today. Thank you so much for having me. Mommies in Need is a 501c3 organization with a mission of caring for kids so families can access health care. They help families with a variety of programs and services, including in-home nanny care, ongoing play therapy, and running Annie's Place, a child care center located on the Parkland Hospital campus that provides drop-in child care so that patients can receive necessary medical treatment with the knowledge that their little ones are in good hands. All of these services are provided free of cost because of the generous donations of the community. To learn more, please visit mommiesinneed.org. And you can also subscribe to our podcast, Culture of Caring with Natalie Boyle, wherever you listen.